0: Welcome to the Fret Dojo
1: Podcast, the place where pro guitar players share their secrets. Visit www.fretdojo.com to access online courses and free resources to take your guitar playing to the next level. Hi guys, and welcome to another podcast episode today. This is Angie from fretdojo.com, where we're all about taking your jazz guitar playing to the next level. On today's podcast, Carl Orr interviews one of the most fascinating and original guitarists on the planet today, Nicholas Meyer. Nicholas has a unique style that is a blend of methane like jazz and Turkish-inspired world music, and he's toured extensively around the world with his band, the Meyer Group. This is a wonderful band featuring sax maestro Gilad Atzmon and Dave O'Higgins, and they won the overall prize for best band at the Joanne Père Jazz Festival. His recent album, Kismet, is a wonderful heady mixture of flamenco, jazz, Latin and Middle Eastern music. His incredible jazz talent is matched by his other great passion, playing heavy metal guitar in his scorching group, 7-7. And not only that, for the last three years, Nicholas has been a guitarist with Jeff Beck and he's toured all over the world performing at major venues and festivals. He has recently recorded a stunning album with the A-lister rhythm section of Jimmy Haslip from the Yellow Jackets and Vinnie Kolejuta. You'll really love this episode with Nicholas, not only sharing his story, but also talking about his compositions, how he wrote them, and the compositions by other musicians who influenced him. So let's get into it.
0: Hi, welcome to uh, the Fret Dojo podcast. Today I've got a very uh, distinguished guitarist, Uh, for you to meet, uh, wonderful uh, composer, guitarist, um, Nicholas Meyer. Hello, Carl. Hello. Yeah, nice to see you, Nick. Great to see you. Yeah, we've known each other a long time. Nick's always been uh, a very uh, individual musician, who's done things his own way, written a lot of music, made a lot of albums, and uh, had all sorts of experience playing in, in many different situations. So um, yeah. Anyway, let's just go right from the beginning. So where where were you born? I know you're born in Switzerland, right? Yes, in Switzerland. uh uh, Fribourg is the town
2: where I um grew up. Fribourg close to Lausanne, close to Montreux Jazz Festival, <laughs> which I always mention because it's a great place.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's but a
2: beautiful it's a part it, of the book. it's a nice place and uh, I, I had uh, I was lucky to go to the conservatoire there. There's a lovely conservatoire with the great tutors, Max Yenli, a pianist and uh, Francis was uh, my guitar tutor and you just show me a really great direction uh, for eight eight or nine years before I went to berkeley so it was really great to be around them
0: all this time right and you, of course you went to berkeley's college of music
2: yes yes i went i went to in uh, i think 94 95 yeah and i did a diploma and uh ah that was that was wonderful also because i was i had great tutor in switzerland so they prepared me very well so yeah when i went to berkeley i was i was ready for for the high end uh, jazz knowledge and and, and playing with the nice people uh, lots to learn obviously and, and uh, lots of different people from different background to meet which yeah. was great but uh, it, mm. it was a great experience
0: for me yeah well i went to berkeley about Ten years before you, you yeah, know, it <laughs> incredible place. Yeah. How, how long were you there for? I just did one year, but it gave me a good, um, really solid grounding as a musician.
2: Yes, and meeting so many different people, isn't it? It's incre- yeah, incredible.
0: I was talking to a friend actually who I've known since then, and um, and I, she just we just talked about a, about. Th- a couple of months ago, and she said, Oh, I remember when you went to Berkeley. Wow. And I, and, and I said, Oh, what what do you remember? And she said, Well, I remember when you came back, you were different. And I said, What do you mean? And she said, When you came back, you were a musician. It was really solid, you know. Oh, that's and I nice think that's what hear. Berkeley does to people. Yes, it does. You yeah. Know? Wonderful. You go there as like half a musician and you come out a musician. Yes. <laughs> okay so you're born in switzerland uh in Fribourg. yeah and um when did you start how old were you when you started playing the guitar
2: it was quite quite early because my, my parents were not musicians but they were into music into classical and jazz and uh, so they they kind of Told us from six years old, you have to do some music, some some oh. rhythm, and then I did some flute. My my brother and sister did some piano, and then I turned into guitar at uh, at eleven because no. I was bored of the flute and needed a cooler instrument, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I think within uh, within a year or two, I just told my 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 father, yeah, I'm going to be a musician, and that's it. Oh wow, <laughs> so, really? Very early, yes. He was. And so, of course, he was like, oh, okay." And a few years later, I think my father went to talk to my teacher, uh, Francisco Leta, and uh, he said, well, how how is it good doing? And and he said, well, he should go to Berkeley. That's the place to go. So so quite early on, uh, I, I knew that path, but my father still said, well, you finish the conservatoire, finish the college, the regular college. Uh, uh, and uh, when you have your degree, you can go to Berkeley when you're ready. So you have yeah. different option after that. And I, I think that was that was a fantastic way to yeah to go to 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 Berkeley.
0: Great, that's fantastic. And how long have you been in the UK? Did you come here straight after Berkeley? Well, I finished when I was at Berkeley. I was lucky,
2: of course, to to meet so many musicians. But I put a band together uh, uh, and. Uh, every summer i organized some touring in europe so i had i was gaining my experience playing and promoting a band and writing and and leading a band and so after the third year of berkeley i finished and uh, i did another tour uh, another year of of playing and uh, then I, i went to paris for two weeks to see the vibe and then I went to London, and, and I decided to stay in London. I thought it was very friendly, very welcoming. And uh, I, I, when I finished Berkeley, I didn't want to stay in the States, but I was missing that drive, which is there, which is great. And so uh, I think England or London itself, I found that middle ground between uh, the beautiful cultural place of Europe and the drive of USA. So yeah, that went quite well. Yeah.
0: And what uh what is it that turned you onto jazz? Were you always interested in jazz or was it around the house when you were a kid? Or? It was around the house and um
2: uh when I started guitar I played some Metallica and some Bon Jovi and Yeah. Uh and then I turned into Iron Maiden <laughs> English band, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And uh, Slowly, between my, my tutor and uh, my father, who who never said, uh, no, you can't listen to that music. They always welcomed that music. And uh, my teacher even said, well, bring some Motley Crusolo. We transcribe it. Okay. And mm-hmm. then after he did this and I practiced it, he said, well, why don't we try this Jobim tune? And why don't we try this Mithini tune and this Miles tune? And so slowly with time, I really fell in love with all this music and obviously coming from loving rock i started to be into jazz rock and fusion because it has that middle ground between jazz and 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 rock and slowly you know with time i got more into coltrane and charlie parker it took some time for me to to be there and to understand what they say and and how they speak that language it, it's 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 a, it's a big universe so yeah. It took me time to get. Even at Berkeley, I was I was focusing on Charlie Parker, and I found it hard. And but uh, with time, it slowly come in, and 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 it's
0: beautiful. So, how old were you when when this happened?
2: Maybe between thirteen and sixteen, and thirteen and eighteen. Uh, th- okay. That was the kind of the the change or the the openness i started to get get i also had my own band and writing music and it became a bit more jazzy chord oriented
0: with a rock attitude and slowly became yeah. more acoustic and uh, who were you listening to at the time because you said you 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 listened to rock and then you said you got into fusion and then started to explore Coltrane and Charlie Parker what about Guitar-wise, who were the guitarists that got your interest at guitarist? the time? Guitarists were probably Mike Stern is one of them,
2: who's right. the big link between Jimi Hendrix and Charlie Parker, basically. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. and so that was lovely to have that attitude, but still playing the language of jazz. That was yeah. one of them, and uh, a big one was the the guitar trio, uh, Paco de luthia and, ah. and John McLaughlin and uh, Aldi Miola. Yeah. I loved each different artist for different reasons. I loved Aldi Meola for his first for being in a in a chicoria band and also having interest in tango argentinian music, and the way he phrases unique and they're all unique so that's what I learned from this beautiful trio same thing with uh McLaughlin having this Indian interest and rock interest and 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 going towards jazz and then playing so beautifully acoustic with an acoustic guitar but having that energy and obviously the greater uh, Paco being m- making the big change in flamenco itself but himself ta- uh, mixing flamenco and the jazz sound and he was he was really in front with that and yeah that was wonderful
0: okay so that's same sort of things that influenced me very much you know? yes um <laughs> Although you and I sound very different to each other, but the influence is very, very similar. Yes. common influence. And what about like um, jazz, more traditional type jazz guitar, like George Benson, Joe Pass? It uh, th- That took more time for me to get into yeah. that.
2: Hmm. I, I did listen also Wes. Wes is now one of my favorite, but it, it took me 10, 15 years to understand that. And um, I, I just find the beauty of music is having this journey through, it's all, it's all emotion. And, and then suddenly you start to feel what he's talking about, what story he's telling about. And of course, at the time, it, it was lovely, but it didn't make too much sense in, uh, as a story. But with time also, the link was, was Pat Metheny, yeah, with that soft jazz sound but still from fusion and so yeah. understanding that all my big heroes and and where they came from and they all were talking about george benson and and west montgomery and so, so suddenly of course you realize oh i gotta check those guys and 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 uh, i mean same with charlie parker it, it takes some time to it took me some time to to get into it but suddenly i start to grab it and and wow <laughs> what a what a place yeah.
0: That's great. So, um, were you transcribing solos? Because you seem like a very thorough kind of hardworking guy. Was transcribing one of the things that you worked on? Yes, though I was a bit lazy. So, meaning it's more my tutor who
2: kind of obliged me to transcribe. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, yeah, my tutor uh, gave me oh, transcribe this mithini solo. Oh. Or, or this Parker solo, I did Sonny Rollins, Miles, and and of course Coltrane. And uh, uh, at Berkeley, I transcribed a lot and more Coltrane and Charlie Parker, and and, and it was really hard for me. But yeah, it was it was beautiful. It, it didn't really mm-hmm. sink in uh, straight away. It took me again some time to digest it. Um, but then then before that, when I was more into uh, Rock of fusion. I was. I, I bought a lot of books, basically with tabs. No, actually, not tabs. Uh, 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 notes, Satriani books, Satriani solos, or or uh, John McLaughlin solos, and, and and I used to check lines, and I used to do that, and yeah. and s- slowly with time and being obliged to transcribe, I got into this. Yes,
0: that's great. Okay, and you. Um, Seem to write a lot of music. Were you writing back then? Did you start writing early on? Yes, uh, I did very early on. I think uh, around eleven and
2: twelve, ah. I decided really to oh, I want to have my band and hmm. I want to write music. And and I didn't I, I didn't decide to write music. I, w- I was just playing, and suddenly you you play something nice, and you are like oh, that's nice melody. What about I can use it on those chords? And then. You you obviously realize you you copy a little bit the influences you have of course because you you hear a certain type of chords and and then you put them in your music and and that's lovely and that's lovely then to to write something look at it as a piece and then see where it fits with your influence so that was very interesting and of course with time
0: suddenly it becomes a bit more individual and and personal that's great yeah. So, um, yeah, okay, well, you mentioned about uh, getting things individual and personal. I mean, you have a very uh, personal approach to playing jazz. I've never really heard anybody quite like you. If anything, it reminds me a little bit of John McLaughlin, but it doesn't sound like him at all. It's, but that's, <laughs> that's the closest the- thing I can think of. So i mean you see you you is your wife turkish yes my wife is uh,
2: from turkey i met her in london but uh, uh, being suddenly surrounded with uh, the the oriental sound and the uh the turkish uh, music it just opens suddenly another different worlds full of uh, harmony and uh, uh different phrasing and uh I think the the main reason I I sound different because of my interest is in so many style. Right. I still I still listen to metal and extreme metal, but but uh, I love the traditional Oriental music and I love the flamenco and, and I, I do I try to also practice each style. But you realize at at some point, just playing one style very well it takes you a lifetime. Yeah. So grabbing, I'm trying to 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 grab element from from each style, and mm. I, that's what happened with time. Suddenly, it got into into my playing, the, the different phrasing style, different scales, uh, different mm. harmony, and then it's it's a mix of of so many things which come out. Mm. And also, one very important point was. I read an article ah. and the title was how to have a miserable life working out your style in five years
0: <laughs> and um, so this really affected you then
2: yes and i thought it was wonderful because i also realized with time i was not the type of guitarist who would transcribe a solo and playing perfectly i always played differently <laughs> And of course, sometimes when I was studying, it was kind of frustrating because like, oh, and then you just realize, well, you realize when I was at Berkeley, I could see so many people sounding, okay, like Wes or George or, or McLaughlin. It's really great. And I said, well, I'm not like that. And I think in music, it's one of the most important things is to accept how you sound and then find the best element of what you have and, and work on it. And and that was that article about. Oh. You work he, he said a minimum of five years, but the whole idea is trying to be uh work hard and be very objective of what you sound like, and then finding what is really interesting about yourself and what what will make you different and uh and then work on it. So
0: that's brilliant, isn't Yeah,
2: it? That, that was really, uh, it just made me more comfortable in,
0: in what I have to do. Because you know what um, really struck me about what you said was you said it takes a lifetime to be good at one style, <laughs> but you've got that one style. It's like you've got your way of playing and that's your one style. You know what I mean? Yes, not, yes. Yeah.
2: But at the end, that's everybody's. Yeah. It's, if everybody understands this, but, but and I know it's, it's, it's simple to say it, but it's very difficult to realize yeah. it, to accept so how, how things are. Can
0: you sp- specifically tell me what you did? Because, I mean, when I hear you, there's no doubt, oh, that's Nick. You know, there's no, it's like, oh, I wonder if that's Nick. It's like, no, it's definitely, you know, definitely you what what did you do or did you have to stop doing certain things in your playing or Uh, actually i didn't have to stop i
2: had to encourage myself to learn and more element from each styles and Uh not having to focus so much on one thing I, i always admire bebop and i always work on it every day still now but uh, I also realize, okay, I work on it and, and I will grasp naturally some elements and hopefully they will get into my playing, some some part of it. And I was never interested of playing uh, actually a lick of Sonny Rollins, even though sometimes yeah. they come out. But I was more interested to, to get the feeling of that music. And that's the same with... For example flamenco i took some 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 lesson and i still Mm. do some time and i I still work on it and i also understood that that music it's really hard for me and i would have to spend a few years just in andalusia and and even though i don't have i don't have the the feeling for it but Mm. i'm trying to listen to work on it and catch a few elements to put in my composition and sometime in my solo so that's enjoy. the few ideas
0: excellent okay well yeah that's really great nick i mean that's a very unique uh, perspective you know and uh being unique being yourself is really the most important thing yes. i think yeah if, anyway, if you look at,
2: we... if you look at all, all our hero i mean what what is common to all of them nobody sounds like them yeah <laughs> they came up always mm. of course it's also to do with when they came out and 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 what they use and who they meet and and all this and then you know mm. for example playing with Miles is always a striking things and Miles yeah. always used to recognize you are unique so I want yeah. you in my band and yeah. he would not take somebody who sounds like somebody else he would yeah. he would look for uniqueness so all our heroes are unique, and, yeah. and understanding this made it easier.
0: <laughs> That's great. So, well, now that we've been talking about your music for a while, I'm going to play a track from your album, Infinity, featuring uh, Vinnie Coluda and uh, the Yellow Jackets bass. What's Jimmy Haslip. Jimmy yeah. Haslip, yeah. <laughs> and it is pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really great. So it's called the Eye of the Horus, Horus. Yes, Horus. Uh, enjoy. It's it's ferocious, beautiful music. So that was, um, the eye of the Horus from, uh, Nicholas Meyer's album infinity. And, uh, it's certainly, uh, a very impressive and somewhat terrifying (laughs) tune to listen to. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, okay. So, um, Nicholas has just remembered who the guitarist was, who, uh, Talked about originality. Uh, can you anyway? Please tell us. Yes, Wayne Kranz. Wayne Cranz is. Uh, I think he's from New York,
2: and uh, he he had that album uh, live at the fifty five bar, which I got into it, and he came to do also a few uh, uh, a few masters, uh, uh, a few classes at Berkeley, but uh, he wrote that article about uh, how to work on being unique in five terrible years and uh, and that was really striking and uh, about himself uh, in the article he really mentioned like well when i listen to myself what what do i hear which is really striking it's it's my rhythm so basically he dedicated on developing more that side of him either in a composition or or soloing or band band uh, rhythm yeah so very interesting
0: Wonderful. Well, yeah, he. I. I actually saw him play just before the lockdown. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, like was maybe up, up one up or two yeah? weeks at Ronnie's. Yeah, <clears throat> and he was. Uh, <laughs> man, he was great, and he played some really funny tunes. He played. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah,
3: What's from ACDC. Are black? you serious? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: great. <laughs>
0: It's probably the first time. Is that back in black? It's been yes. Yeah, back in black has been played at Ronnie Scott's. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It was great. I really loved it. Okay, so um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, talking about originality. Um, <clears throat> yeah, wonderful. So, um, what kind of things do you practice now? Then. Uh, now, uh, finally, during the lockdown, I.
2: I took all my Abba CDs, and of course there are
0: 110 of those. Not your Abba CDs, your Abba, ABBA CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I love Abba too. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: but uh, <laughs> what, what what is nice? There's 110 CDs, and they're all
0: in themes. 110. Yeah, and and I so... hope the lockdown lasts for a long
3: time, man. <laughs>
0: but the, the point is
2: whether sometimes most of backing tracks are pretty good and sometimes, uh, but it's also certain tempos you can change. But what is nice is each CD concentrate on a certain artist. And so I decide, okay, Sunday I'm on Sony Rollins and I focus for a few days on that CD. I listen a little bit of Sonny's music and I practice his tune, learn a few of his tune. And then, you know, uh, when I get a, when I feel I need to go to the next one, Cannonball Adelaide, and then uh, um, what did I do next? Oh, Cedar Walton, I'm on Cedar Walton at the moment, and what is nice, I learned how those people were writing first, what made this special, why did they choose those tunes to, to practice first, and then of course it's, it's jazz with a lot of two fives, but there's so many different ways of uh, writing with two fives or putting them together, and and it's great to spend a few days on each on each artist. It's just spending a little bit of time on each artist, and and I, I find it uh, that was kind of nice. And now I'm I'm halfway through, so <laughs>
0: nice. here we go. Oh. You mean you've done fifty something? Yeah,
2: yet? I think forty something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, quarter.
3: Excellent. <laughs> That's great.
2: It gave me me a little bit of a purpose, too. And when the lockdown started, it's like, oh, watch. You know, I can do my usual practice, a little bit of flamenco, a little bit of uh, uh, jazz and a little bit of rock and and then writing. I always, uh, uh, in general, when some writing comes up, it it takes a priority. So I, I take everything off and
0: I write. This is what I want to ask you about, too.
2: Yeah, the, well, the, so so the practice, I have kind of um, a schedule, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then trying to improve my rhythm, and then suddenly a little bit more, more Turkish sound, and of course having a lot of different guitars, I need to go through all of them, each guitar sounding a bit different, and other phrasing, so there's all these aspects. But then when suddenly some nice idea comes, composing, that becomes a priority and everything goes to the bin but the composition.
0: So I'd notice you with your composition, Nick, you're very um uh, thorough in your composing. It's very um I think a lot, you know, I don't mean to be critical, but I think a lot of people are quite lazy when it comes to writing. You know, and I, I like um I like writers that make the extra effort, you know. Like, I don't care what style of music it is. Yes. Like, um, I love Steely Dan, you know, because the songs, just so much effort in the songwriting. Yes. And yesterday I listened to um, Rufus w- Wainwright, and he's a fantastic songwriter, you know, with just so much craftsmanship and yes. so much effort in the songwriting. And I very much get that feeling with you, like when you write something, you don't just come up with some little vibe. You really, really explore it and develop it. And um, I I feel you're, you're not lazy at all. You really, like when you get an idea, you just keep writing and writing and writing until it becomes quite a, an ambitious thing, you know, quite a, a, a large vision, you know. Yes. I'm really impressed by that, Nick.
2: Of course, it's also the understanding when you write something, you, you, you need to make the decision. Well, it can be just a blues with a melody. And so that's the way it is. You don't have to yeah. work so hard on it. Sure. It's going to be a blues, but you have to still make sure, well, what's so special about it? And is the feel special or different? And then, of course, loving different style of music, then... Yeah, you, that, that's the hard thing. You have to understand what each style are talking about and make stories and make connection. And I think a composition has to be has to be listened by anyone. It doesn't have to be a, a strong jazz lover. It has, yeah. can be somebody who just like pop can also listen that tune and find some melodies. So, so if the aesthetic goes beyond that, then I think that's quite successful. It doesn't mean that uh, uh, suddenly you write something very bebop and very specialized. That's that's each side are good, but uh, yeah. because I have all those styles and and the love of all those styles, so I like the lyrical side of it. Yeah, and, and that's whether very it's strong com- in your music, yeah, very, yeah, whether it's complicated or not, what we play, it has to. It's really great when it 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 sounds easy, and and I've. I learned a lot from, from listening to Pat and, yeah. and and working on his music where you listen to his music and it's so easy to listen sometimes. Yeah. The melody you can sing and and, yeah. and the rhythm you can easily grab it. And suddenly you start to study it and you're like, whoa, that's yeah. difficult music. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I need to study a few weeks until I grab that tune.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> so I, I always love that side. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the uh best aspects of your of your music, I must say, thank you so anyway, speaking of your compositions, let's listen to a- another one. This is from your latest album, yes, is that this right? manzanita yes. Samba? yes, yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about it, please
2: um, the latest album. Uh, lately I I have a band which is a little bit more acoustic. The main reason is I have a lovely percussion player, uh, Demi Garcia. And uh, he's Spanish, but he loves jazz. And like me, he has interest in in all South American music and North American and and even Asian music and Oriental. So we we, we start to work on all these different percussion sets. And with him, uh, yeah, it's great that he can easily play all my Turkish influence stuff, and then he pushed me to go further into flamenco and into North African music, so that that album is a bit more acoustic because also it has a violin player, uh, yeah. Richard Jones, right. and uh, that's a nice link between nylon string yeah. and and violin makes it yeah. a grappelli janko sound without being <laughs> that, but it has a Balkanic connection which is lovely. Yeah. And we have uh, uh, Kevin Glasgow on bass, who's, yeah, uh, who's a wonderful Kevin, player. Yeah. And, and what is great with uh, uh, Kevin also is because I'm the only harmonic instrument. So when I'm soloing, he actually goes into the harmony himself. Oh, he yeah. plays chords. And, so yeah. he's very supportive on that side.
0: Yeah, he seems like a very natural person for you to play with. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is from Nick Meyer's Peaceful Album. This is Manzanita Samba. Okay that was uh, Manzanita Samba very different uh, atmosphere from Eye of the Horus uh, very uh well uh bright and cheerful and optimistic which is what we need during the <laughs> lockdown <laughs> Thanks Nick yeah that's a, a wonderful composition great playing as always and wonderfully uh logical and heartfelt writing that's that's great So um one of the really unique things about you is is as you said you play all these different instruments in addition to like regular electric and acoustic and classical guitars you have some instruments which are quite unusual would you demonstrate a, what, a couple of those instruments yes so, so just for the, the the i
2: started with a nylon string i i was that's coming from the classical and also listening to John McLaughlin playing. A and this is a,
0: an amplified Godin Nylons. Yeah,
2: exactly. Standard. So it's not as a big guitar. It's a, it's a half body, but I can play through amplifier and play with a band, but have some yeah. sort of an, an acoustic sound. Yeah. And uh, Godin Guitar, the, the beautiful of, of this company, they made a lot of world music instruments. So they developed a fretless guitar. Nine string mm. and steel steel string, twelve string, and also they made an instrument uh, from uh, woods. So they, they try to look at the wood and make a guitar out of it. And this is the glesanta, wow. and that has it's like a guitar, but, but it has eleven strings It's five doubles <laughs> and wow. one
0: single, so it, it stays like a guitar. Every a string is single.
2: Yeah, the the lower string is a single, and it's usually traditionally tuned to D. So when yeah. you play an E chord on a guitar, it sounds like D. And yeah. uh, because they don't play chord in that in the Oriental music in general, uh, it's tuned in fourth. So yeah. they play mainly melodies. But for myself and for the composing, I try to play more chords. So I, I did tune it like like a guitar. Yeah. Oh, shall,
0: well, can you please demonstrate? Yeah. Shall <laughs> I start with an island string first? Yeah. Great, yeah. So, this is a uh, Godan. Godan Multiac, yes. yes. Multiac, very Mm -hmm. popular. And so, so what's great, I try to use the different
2: techniques of classical and flamenco to play with a pick and it's good to play jazz, jungle and it's good to play all the different oriental style. So now I will go through uh, the same guitar, but uh, fretless.
0: Fretless, yeah. Is this also a multi? Exactly, yes. Maltier, yeah. Let me just tune a second. Okay.
2: So it it has because I'm uh, having no fret, it has a bit more uh, a darker sound. Yeah. But it, it's very voice voice oriented guitar, which is yeah. lovely. You can play all the jazz things but it's not as efficient as a normal guitar yeah the other great thing about it is obviously to start to develop uh, the, the quarter tone sound and the oriental yeah. sound Go
3: on. And yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah
2: sometimes <laughs> sometimes it I sounds all can... weird, but actually when you get oh, it's beautiful when I talk about those scales I, I like to say like it's different spices, oh yeah, you spice a scale uh with yeah. you,
0: you know you go yeah, you go
2: towards the Asian part, Indian and it's all yeah. about spices, so it's yeah. nice it's yeah
0: ab- yeah, that's right, I can smell the uh, the falafel. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's wonderful. I'm going to change to a uh, to the glissando, yeah. So this is the 11-string oud type yes. guitar.
2: Looks like a guitar, but it's tiny bit longer fretboard because it's it's tuned in D. Yeah, so and needs... the
0: strings are made of metal, by the way. No, uh, yes, the like...
2: the first four uh the first one the, the low seven steel. and the two top are a nylon. Right. So it's, it sounds but, a bit okay. different than a than a proper nylon, but they yeah. are all uh, doubled. There's no yeah.
0: octaves like a twelve string. Yeah, just all the same octave. Yeah. So this is called a glissando. Yes. So big sound with a low and. Does the oud have double strings like that? Yes, exactly like this. The main Mm
2: -hmm. difference is that the oud has a short fretboard. Yeah. And it's meant... To uh, accompany the voice, yeah. So the singer will play a melody, and the wood will actually play that melody. Yeah. And then in between verses, it will yeah. play another melody. It's a really yeah. melodic instrument. No, no, not much chords.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's really wonderful, Nick. I love that. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, say one more thing, which is. I, I can't interview Nicholas Meyer without mentioning the fact that you played with Jeff Beck for three <laughs>
1: years.
0: So. <laughs> so how did that come about? Um,
2: well, I was actually playing at uh, Ronnie's with Lizzie Ball, a violin player, a great friend of mine. We had lots of projects together and uh, we had, I'm always looking for a unique band or different type of band. That's just yeah. the way I, I do things. <clears throat> and uh, he was there in the room and he he thought we were sounding quite different, and uh, we played a few of my tunes. One of my tunes called Yemin, and he he loved that tune very much, and it has a very Turkish longing sound, and he loved that. So at the end of the gig, we start talking very uh, very nicely, and uh, started just from there. And the, the, the nice thing when I think about all this is, Cihpek is also one of the most unique players. He's yeah. got his own voice. And so this turns around what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be unique. And so I think he, he, he saw a bit of that. And he said, oh, that's really interesting. And uh, so what about uh, collaborating and writing yeah. a bit together? And, and so we end up uh, getting together at his house, uh, jamming, writing. And it all started from there. So... so then uh, three years later, we did a lot of tours, and uh,
3: yeah,
2: I, 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 at the end, I finally toured with my one of the first band. I, I play a riff from ZZ Top. I toured with them. We toured with ZZ, ZZ Top, real. and uh, I, I learned that solo. One of my first solo I learned is a "Rough Boy." yeah from zz top and uh so i i had the chance to to play before them and listen rough boy live and and yeah. talking to billy gibbons and oh that yeah. was yeah. also like a very cool guy yeah so it, it was a beautiful journey with jeff and uh i learned a lot as again as, a, as an artist and uh, as trying to do something unique and not sounding getting it trying to be excited every day with something with the music and and uh so you can see he's always uh eager to or, or, or hungry to look for something special and that's
0: really one of his strongest uh, thing oh well that's that's great so anyway nick um that's all uh, i think we've covered a lot of ground it's been really interesting great um, thank very, you thank you carl yeah you you. The way you think and the way you play is is not like anybody else, and that's what we're all aiming for. That's, that's great, and uh, you've made some lots of great music, made lots of great albums, written lots of great compositions, and you continue to work very hard on your playing. It's very inspiring. Very motivating. In fact, I'm feeling a bit jealous and I'm going to go and practice as soon as I'm... <laughs> as soon as I <laughs> the microphone off. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's keep practicing. I think this is our journey, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't stop. Even though we suddenly, at some point, we feel we achieved something, mm. we, we stay, as a musician, artist, we, we, we stay hungry to for more yeah. things. It's not
0: enough, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks a lot, Nick. So um, uh, good luck with everything. I'm sure it will all go great for you. Um, and uh, wonderful hanging out with you and uh, wonderful hearing your story. And uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you very soon. Thanks very much.
2: Thank you, Carl. Yes, I want to see you very soon, hopefully, yes.
1: What a great episode. Nicholas Meyer is such an incredible player, so diverse and so interesting. There was definitely a lot of tips to take home about taking elements from different styles and really mixing things to get a new feel and a new sound into your playing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Hey, if you did and you'd love to hear more, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you can, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, guys. Don't forget to check out our website at fretdojo.com, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening. For lessons, resources and free stuff to take your guitar playing to the next level, visit www.fretdojo.com.